On today's episode, we talk about the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference and some interesting teams to watch, as well as looking ahead to this week's slate of NBA games. All that and more on Check the Scoreboard. All right, welcome to episode 41 of Check the Scoreboard podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Man, it's a wonderful day. It's Tuesday, October 22nd, also known as Christmas. Uh, it's the first day of the NBA season. It's so exciting, very exciting, um, a wonderful time. Not only is it the first day of the NBA season, but we've also got the World Series kicking off tonight between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. Um, we've, I mean, we've got hockey, we've got basketball, we've got football. I mean, like this is a, this is a golden time of the year right now. Um, and, and it's very exciting, very excited to get the NBA season kicked off. A lot of things going on, a lot of a lot of things happening in the last couple of days, even the last 24 hours. So very excited. But last week on episode 40, I uh, gave you guys my top eight in the Western Conference, and I gave you a couple of interesting teams to look out for. This week, we're doing the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm going to give you my top eight teams. I'm going to give you some things to watch out for, a couple of teams uh, who can maybe make things interesting. Um, I'm, what I'm going to do this week, I'm going to go ahead and give you my top eight, and then I'm going to dive into those guys. So right now, um, my prediction, this is just how I see it going. My top eight are the Bucks, Sixers, Nets, Raptors, Pacers, Heat at six, Celtics, like seven, Celtics at seven, and I got the Chicago Bulls at eight. The Bulls are my, my really surprise pick. They're my, uh, they're my fun pick. I'm going to go with those guys as my fun pick. I kind of wanted to do last week as the, uh, the Mavericks as kind of like my fun pick. Before I just remember that the Spurs um, pretty much aren't going to fall apart anytime soon unless unless something really bad happens. So there's my picks in the East. I'll say them one more time. Bucks at one, Sixers at two, Nets at three, Raptors at four, Pacers at five, Heat at six, the Boston Celtics at seven, and the Chicago Bulls at eight. And my interesting teams, teams who can either – probably jump into the playoffs or just be fun to watch. I've got the Magic, the Hawks, who will be more fun to watch than a team that will probably push for a spot. And I've got the Pistons, who will push for a spot, I think. Um, starting with the Bucks, of course, 60 wins last year, led the, the Eastern Conference, uh, led the NBA. Uh, they led the league in scoring, and, and, and they led the, team, the league in wins. And they were, quite honestly, uh, one of the better teams, probably the best team in the Eastern – well, one of the, the better teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if they would they were better than the Raptors, um, but certainly they were pretty good. Um, of course, they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Raptors, uh, or no, they no they didn't. They lost they lost in the semis. They lose in the semis to hold up here. I get my I've got my history mixed up. All right, Kawhi hit the shot to send the Raptors, to the Eastern Conference Finals, not the NBA Finals. Correct? Are we correct on that? Um, yes, that is correct. Uh, Kawhi has the shot over the Sixers uh, to send the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, they, they beat the Bucks. I mean, in six games, in the, in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the NBA Finals. That's, that's how it worked out. That is, that is exactly how it worked out. Um, but regardless, they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was a very disappointing season for those guys. Obviously, Giannis, the MVP, um, 
struggled in the playoffs, struggled in the Eastern Conference Finals to shoot the ball. They walled him off in the paint. He had to shoot the ball. He actually shot the ball very well, very well for his standards from three, 33% in the series. That's something that has to improve for him this year. I mean, he's got to be a better three-point shooter. He's got to be a better outside shooter, not necessarily a three-point shooter, but he's got to make he's got to make teams respect his jump shot. Um, if they're going to sag off of him, he's got to take that jump shot. He's got to shoot it with confidence, and he's got to hit those. He's got, I mean, he's going to always be able to get to the paint because of how strong he is and, and because of how good he is in the regular season. That's going to work, and it's going to pan out. Uh, but really, in this Eastern Conference, it's not really saddled uh, with guys, with d- defensive stoppers like Kawhi Leonard, and guys of that nature, he doesn't have to worry about Kevin Durant this year in Brooklyn because Kevin Durant's not going to play this year because of his his Achilles, um, or at least I'm hoping he doesn't play this year. I'm choosing his health over um, the the necessity and the need for him to come back so soon. Uh, same thing with Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr probably says just a, a quick side. Steve Kerr says Clay Thompson's probably not going to play this year uh, as he recovers from his torn ACL, and that's cool, and I'm and I'm fine with that. Um, we may be deprived of, of one NBA season from these guys, but uh, ultimately their long-term health is that we can we can potentially get more seasons out of them, and, and that their their personal life isn't isn't super affected by this. Um, that's that's the most important. So I'll sacrifice one year of Kevin Durant not being in the league, or and one year of Klay Thompson not being in the league, if it means that those guys are going to be fully healthy mentally and physically and emotionally, um, and, and ready to come back. And so no no rush to those guys. Um, take as much time as, as they need, hopefully. Uh, but this Bucks team, they've got a uh, they've got they've got a lot of stepping up to do. Um, key additions that they made: they sign Giannis's brother, Thanasis Um They get Dragon Bender in free agency from Phoenix, and he's gonna. Uh, he had some some rough patches in Phoenix. He didn't really pan out as a as a top ten pick. Um, as a lottery pick, he didn't really pan out. And so he's played pretty well in the preseason for the for the Bucks, and let's see if that carries over to the regular season. They add Kyle Korver. Uh, Korver is a proven shooter, obviously top five all time in three point shooting. Um, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, this guy's been in the league for a long time, and, and because of his ability to be able to shoot the basketball, that's something he's figured out that he's good at, and he's done it ever since he's come into the league. So Korver uh, is going to be a big key, a big help to Giannis, and not only Giannis but some of these other guys. Um, they they signed Robin Lopez, the twin brother of Brooke Lopez. Uh, so they've kind of sort of got like a twin towers thing there because those guys are two seven footers in the paint. They can guard the paint. They can guard the rim. Robin Lopez, um, he's not as quite as skilled a shooter from the outside as his brother Brooke is, but he can shoot it from inside the three point line, and that's effective. Uh, Wesley Matthews is going to be a, a big addition to help them uh, in there. You know, with guys like Brogdon gone, guys like Miritich who are gone. And, and guys like Tim Frazier. So Wesley Matthews steps into that Miritich role. He's not the size of a Miritich who can play forward, uh, but Wesley Matthews can match him in shooting. So hopefully they can get uh, potent offense from Wesley Matthews off the bench. And then obviously I mentioned the guys who are gone in, in Brogdon and Frazier and Miritich. Miritich is going to receive uh, to play in Spain. Brogdon, the sign and trade with Indianapolis, the the Pacers, not Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, the, the Pacers. Um, but always the key players on this team is going to be Giannis. It's going to be Brooke and his brother, Robin. Uh, Brooke Lopez had an, an extraordinary year shooting the ball last year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep that up, if he can carry that over into this year. Um, Bledsoe, now that Brogdon's gone um, and Frazier are gone, uh, Frazier who stepped in when Brogdon and Bledsoe couldn't play, uh, and Bledsoe who really played kind of well in, in the absence of, of Brogdon. I mean, he played stellar defense. 
He provided you with scoring. He could slash and get to the rim. He's always going to be a key player as long as he's in the offense, as long as he's on the team. And then Chris Middleton. Middleton signs the max deal. Uh, you know, he doesn't hit free agency, and he comes back with the Bucks. Uh, he's got to step up. Um, he was one of those guys who, who had spurts and flashes in the playoffs last year, especially in that, in that Eastern Conference Finals series. Uh, but he, he just ultimately didn't play well enough. Um, he was one of those guys, aside from Giannis, who just didn't, who didn't play well enough. Uh, for those for those guys, and if they want to get to the NBA Finals this year, and they are my pick to get to the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference, he has to play very well when they get to the playoffs. He has to step up. He has to he has to prove he's worth the max contract that he signed in the offseason. So, um, but the Bucks they're my they're my one seed. They're they're who I have going to the to the NBA Finals, um, and and I hope that comes to fruition because once they face teams like the Sixers, who are at two, who I think are the biggest threat to to the Bucks. Um, they're going to have to bring their A game. The Sixers finished fifty-one and thirty-one last year. Twenty games, twenty games over five hundred. Uh, they had the heartbreaking loss in Game Seven of the the semis. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard in the fadeaway shot in the corner. Um, they add guys like Trey Burke. They add Al Horford from free agency. They add Richardson uh, in the trade in a three-team trade with Miami and Portland. They get NATO, who they signed in free agency, and they draft Matisse Thybul, who I think is going to be a star defensively for them. I think he's going to be huge for them defensively um, from just from what he showed in the preseason. He, he has the ability to score the basketball, and he can put the ball in the hoop, but I think his biggest impact is going to come on the defensive end of the, the floor when he's having to guard other guards like Kyrie Irving, like Eric Bledsoe. Um, guarding guys, you know, when you go down this Eastern Conference list, like Zach Levine, Chris, uh, Chris Dunn, you know, Denzel Valentine, those kinds of guys. When he's having to guard those guys night in and night out, and then once the playoffs get here, he's going to be a key guy for them, for them because they lose Jimmy Butler, they lose Amir Johnson, they lose TJ McConnell, and JJ Redick. Um, and so these guys who they really have, they have to step up. Um, key players, obviously, of course, their entire starting five is key to me just because I want to see how these guys play. I mean, they've got, they've got arguably – I mean, I don't know if this is even arguable, but they probably have – just by average height, the tallest starting five in the NBA. Um, starting with Ben Simmons at the point guard, and then you talk about when they go to two guard, they got Richardson. They could play Tobias Harris if they want to start him. Um, then they go Horford and Embiid if they want to go Embiid at power forward and Horford at center or whatever, however they want to do it. I mean, these guys are arguably the, the, the tallest starting five in the league. Um, but with that said, I'm going to have to see how they play together, their cohesiveness. Um, can they do they have the ability to stay out of each other's way when it comes to spacing the floor? Like, how is this team with the guys as tall as they are? How are they going to space the floor? I want to see that. What kind of actions are they going to run? Ben Simmons, he says that he's comfortable shooting the basketball now. Well, I want to see that. That's going to be a huge part of his game uh, because that in the past has been non-existent. Um, can he we he can get to the rim. That's not that's. I mean, he's six eleven, six ten. I don't whatever whatever the new measurements are for them now. I mean, regardless, he's still very tall and much taller than your average point guard. So he's gonna he's gonna have the height advantage and the ability to get to the rim. But can he shoot the ball from outside when they start shrinking the floor when the playoffs get here, and and the floor shrinks on these on this this long lengthy Sixers team? Are they gonna have the outside shooters to step up? Can Richardson step up and hit the outside shot? Can Tobias Harris can can he stay consistent and hit the outside shot? Um, Trey Burke is going to help them. They lose McConnell, but Trey Burke is a solid guard in his own right. Uh, NATO's not bad. Uh, he, he had some solid years in, in, 
in Utah, but he he's not going to give you he's not going to give you what um, what Trey Burke can give you, and he's not going to give you certainly what Ben Simmons can give you. If, if Simmons can play to his potential, his max potential, and he can raise his ceiling um, and become an efficient jump shooter, that makes the Sixers team dangerous. Uh, that makes them dangerous to a team like the Bucks. Um, it, ma- it makes them ultra dangerous to, to anyone who who has to play them in the regular season. Uh, and so this season, th- this regular season is all going to be about the cohesiveness from these guys. Um, can they can they do they play well together? The floor spacing, how does that look? Is it clumpy? Uh, you know, when they hit, when you know when they're not able, Embiid's got to stay in the paint and inside the three point line. He can't be he can't be roaming out. If he and Horford switch. Uh, roles and Horford's taking the outside shots this year. That's cool. And Embiid's, I mean, he's too dominant. Embiid's too dominant. Uh, he's too good of a of a of a five, a four or five, whatever they want to play him at. He's too good to just sit outside on the three point line, um, doing this little pump fake and, and trying to get to the rim. I, I mean, I know he's capable. Of, he's a good ball handler, but um, this t- he's he's most effective when he's getting thirty in the paint and he's getting fifteen or more boards. Uh, that's just that's just how that's just where he is. That's just his product his his productivity. That's how good he is, um, and that's his ability. So if he can stay that person, um, and if he can be that person instead of the guy trying to be Brook Lopez in a way in comparison, then this Sixers team is going to be really really difficult to beat. And the Bucks this Bucks team will be the only team who who will be capable of beating them in the Eastern Conference because if not, these guys are going to go to the finals. And they're going to cause some problems for the any West team coming out, uh, regardless of who it is. So, um, but the Sixers, I mean, I only have them at two because they, they've got a lot to figure out. Um, I don't know if the starting five is going to be completely cohesive, um, and, and so that remains to be seen. And then I've got the Nets at three. There are not a lot of teams that I'm in love with in the Eastern Conference, just in terms of just how I feel about them confidently being able to. Uh, put pressure on on other teams and, and things like that. I'm really confident in the Bucks, and I'm confident that the Sixers are going to be there at one and two, respectively. And then, really after that, I mean, it could it could go a multitude of ways. Really, the Nets don't have to be third. It could be the Raptors. It could be the Heat. Um, three, three, four, five, or in, it could be the Pacers. Three, four, five, and six could really fall anywhere. Um, I, the only teams who I don't think will, I mean, even the Celtics could jump from three to from three to six. Uh, possibly just depending on how it goes. Um, but I think that this Nets team is very good. I think they're very solid. They won't have Kevin Durant this year. Uh, he was a key addition in the off season, but of course, you know, he's probably going to miss this entire season with his Achilles and that's fine. I mean, they've got Kyrie who should be healthy. And he's had a couple of years, a couple of shaky years in Boston. Um, just, I mean, he seems to be in a clear space now mentally. Um, and, and he seems to be in a good space. He talked about how the, the loss of his grandfather really affected him last year in Boston and, and everything and, and how he wanted to resign, but then that just it just didn't feel right after that. Um, and so he's happy now, and, and that's a cool thing. Um, and that's what, you, that's what you want to see because it's more than about life on the court. It's about life off the court, too, and where you're most happy. Uh, and he seems to be happy in Brooklyn. He's got KD. He, he will have KD next year. Uh, they sign Wilson Chandler. They, they get DeAndre Jordan. Who's going to be a big help to this team? Is going to be a big help to guys like Jared Allen. Uh, they they get Tari and Prince. Um, they signed Garrett Temple, so they 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 made some really solid additions to this team. Who already had guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Joe Harris, Jared Allen, as I mentioned before, Karis LeVert. Um, but they also lose guys like Damari Carroll, D'Lo, 
who was traded to to Golden State. They lose Dudley in free agency. They lose Ed Davis. Uh, they lose Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Um, they lose Shabazz Napier. But uh, I think pound for pound, this pound for pound, this Brooklyn team got a lot better. I think they improved. Um, I would. Lo- I mean, it's going to be th- this Brooklyn team should should be able to to finish in, in the top three spot. They should be able to finish third or fourth. Uh, for sure, because they, they still have, I mean, DeAndre Jordan's not washed. He's still talented. He's still got a lot to give. Tarion Prince, he's a, he's a good guy. He, he played really well last year in, in Atlanta. Um, he stepped his game up a lot. He made he made a, a considerable jump from being just a defensive guy to, to being an offensive guy. He's, he's more balanced. Uh, Wilson Chandler's a great veteran presence to have on this team. Garrett Temple's a great veteran presence to have on this team. Garrett Temple, 10 years in the league going on this year, undrafted out of LSU. So this guy, you know you're, you know you're getting a hard worker in him. Um, I mean, Jared Allen's going to – I mean, like I said before, Jared Allen's only going to get better get better learning from DeAndre Jordan. Jared Allen's a defensive force. If he can pick up a little bit on the offensive end, this Brooklyn team, this, the sky is the limit, right, in a couple of years, especially when they get KD back, this team's going to be dangerous. Can Joe Harris keep up the prolific shooting that he, he had last year? Um I mean, Harris led the league in three-point shooting in, in percentage. Uh, he shot almost fifty percent. So, uh, can he keep that up this year? What's how much can Kyrie create for for the other guys around him? Can he create for guys like Harris? Put them in position to to be successful again. Dinwiddie's coming off the bench. You know what he's giving you. Levert, uh, he's, he's got to live up to his contract. He should be healthy now. Um, you know, he had that. He had his, his ankle injury last year, his leg injury last year. He returned just in time for the playoffs. He made a considerable impact, even though they, they got bounced in the first round, uh, you know, to the Sixers. Um, but I mean, this team, I mean, this team from 42 wins should win about, I mean, I would, I should, I would say probably 48 to 50 wins gets them a, a, a three seed in the, in the East this year, 48 to 50. So they should improve by about six to eight wins in my opinion. And then going on down to four, I'm just running through the Eastern Conference. Like I said, the Eastern Conference is not as complex as the Western Conference was. Um, the Western Conference is so complex. It's so deep, and it's 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 very difficult. But the Eastern Conference, um, it's not as difficult. Uh, but for the NBA, cha- you know, the, the defending champion Raptors, I think, um, obviously they won 58 games last year. They go to the NBA Finals. They beat the Warriors in six. They they big lose <laughs> they big lose Kawhi Leonard I mean that's that's huge right that's a big loss and, and Kawhi and and but what he gave the city for for the one season that he was there is something that they'll remember forever and he talked about how much love that they showed him excuse me when when the the Clippers played in Vancouver uh, not even because not even in Toronto because now Toronto is the only Canadian basketball team that they have Vancouver's not Vancouver hasn't been there in in over a decade. So, and he talked about the love that they showed him, uh, just the, the love that he's receiving from Canadians and, and how much thanks that they give that they show him. That's, I mean, that's a real love right there that they have for this man and, and, and what he was able to bring, uh, not just the city of Toronto, but the entire country of Canada, right? Because they're the only, I mean, Toronto is the only, um, non U S basketball team. They're the only non they're the only NBA, or they're, they're the only NBA team that's not in the United States. Um, there's no bas- there's no NBA team in Mexico. Um, there's no NBA team in Puerto Rico or, or anything like that. Uh, so, uh, what he did for them was was huge, and they'll always remember that forever. That being said, 
this Raptors team is going to fall off just a little bit because they do lose him, right? But they do sign guys like Stanley Johnson, who had a rough go of things in Detroit. I think he's been rebirthed. He could he can really show what he can do now in, in Toronto on a younger team, Toronto. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson signs over from Brooklyn. Uh, this guy, Terrence Davis, who they drafted out of Ole Miss, I was reading up on him uh, before I did this, and, and they talked about how Terrence Davis is going to be a, a great offensive addition to this team. Uh, so he's going to be one of those key players to watch out for, even though he's just a rookie. I mean, obviously I talked about Ka- Kawhi being gone. They lose Jeremy Lin. Uh, he goes over to China to play some hoops. Um, Danny Green's in, in, he's in L.A. now with the Lakers, not the Clippers, uh, but the Lakers. So they lose guys who are important to this team, but they also still have guys who are very important. They still have guys who are, who are key contributors to that finals team. Fred Van Vliet, right? He's going to step up. He's going to be huge. Maybe he's – He's priming and grooming himself to be able to step into the starting role for whenever, you know, Kyle Lowry's last day as a Raptor is. Uh, Van Vliet's only 26. Pascal Siakam just signed the, the big um, the big max deal literally on Sunday. Today's Tuesday. He signed it on Sunday or, or whatever. Um, he signs the max deal for four more years, five more years. Um, so congrats to him. That's great. That's wonderful. They get OG Anunami back. He's 20, what, he's 23, 22. He missed the playoffs last year because of his appendectomy. He's huge. He's a solid defender. He's only going to get better as an, as an offensive player. Um, he's going to be huge for this team. He's going to be big. He was he was huge for them last season, uh, not the season, not the 2018-19 season, but the 2017-18 season, his rookie year. He was just he was a, he's out of Indiana, um, but he made a considerable impact on that team. And so I know he'll be huge this year, and he'll step up when they need him because I mean he's proven. Uh, that he can play. Uh, I know it's the Eastern Conference and they're down, but I mean, still, you still got to play good basketball to be able to get to where you want to be. And he helped them get to where they want it to be. Um, they still have Serge. They still have Norman Powell. They they, they signed Kyle Lowry to the extension. Uh, but like I said, who knows what his future with the team is going to be. Um, so this Raptors team, they lose Kawhi, but they're still, they still have a young nucleus that, that has experienced winning. Um, and although while they may not be the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference, they're going to make it tough on a lot of teams. But guys like Pascal, they have to step up and continue to play better. Pascal had an incredible playoffs last year. He had an incredible playoffs from the first round all the way to the NBA Finals. He, what a wonderful playoffs he had. He has to continue that now. He has to. He doesn't necessarily have to prove that he's worth the contract that he signed. All he has to do is just keep getting better. Um, and he's gotten better every single year. He got better as the year went on last year, and he has to, he has to continue to elevate his game uh, because if this if this Raptors team wants to to make some noise in the playoffs this year, they need guys like him to step up. What Van Vliet did in the playoffs last year after the birth of his his son uh, was incredible. I mean that was I mean that was uh, it was it was otherworldly what he was able to do. From the birth of his son on, you know, through the semis to the to the to the conference finals to the NBA finals. I mean, what he shot from three, um, almost fifty percent. What he was able to do from outside, you can't explain it. Um, you you just can't. So Pascal is the key cog in the system now. Everything should run through him. Should go through him. He's got to prove himself that he he is worth it, and he's got to, he's he's now the leader of this team. He is the leader of this team. He's going to get help from guys like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who have been around, Serge, of course, Kyle Lowry. But this is his team now. Um, 
So he's got to carry them, and they're only going to go as far as he can take them. And then I've got the Pacers at five, uh, Heat at six, Celtics at seven, and Bulls at eight. The Pacers, 48 wins last year. They finished fifth. Um, they had an incredible year without, you know, after losing Bick, you know, Victor Oladipo to his, his, his leg injury in January. Nate McMillan, who I thought stepped up as a coach and, and really led these guys and, and kept them afloat uh, with the help of, of, of Bogdanovich, you know, on the court. Um, but they lose Bogdanovich and, and, and they make, they make some improvements themselves, this Pacers team. And I think they're going to be right back in the thick of things this year. They may finish above fifth, but it just depends on how things go. Um, they, they get Brogdon in the sign and trade and then they sign, you know, Brogdon gets the max deal. He gets his max. Um, they draft Go Gabitatse, um, who I've, I've heard good things about. Uh, they said he's, he's sort of like a Sabonis. Um, they said he could be like Sabonis and, and his ability to play the to play basketball. They add Jeremy Lamb. They add TJ Warren, who was a proven scorer in Phoenix, and he was getting better. Uh, but his his the big thing about TJ Warren is can he stay on the court? He's had now a couple of years where injuries have really ruined his season after he's he's gotten off to such good starts. Um, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the court? If he can do that. Um, he he can give you scoring in, in bunches. I mean, this guy is a volume shooter. Uh, it just seems like the more and more he shoots the ball as the game goes on, the hotter he gets. McConnell's going to be a key addition at that guard position off the bench. Justin Holiday, he's now in Indiana with his brother, his brother um, Aaron. Uh, the Holiday brothers are going to be key. Aaron's going to have to step up since Darren Collison retired. Um, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Holiday is going to have to be that number two point guard. Um, who can come off the bench, he can lead the, the second team, the second unit. Um, and he know, he's now been in the, the system a year. He knows Nate McMillan's system now. He's been in it a, a full season. Uh, he knows where everyone's supposed to be on the floor. Um, and now hopefully his game can shine and, and show off a little bit his knowledge. Uh, they lose Bogdanovich, of course. He signed with Utah. Uh, Tyreek Evans is suspended, suspended for two years for 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 abusing the, the substance abuse policy. They lose Thaddeus Young, who's now in Chicago. They lose Corey Joseph, um, and they lose Kyle Quinn. Um, but I think the additions that they've made are going to be just as good. You know, they signed Sabonis literally a couple days ago on, on Monday, actually. They signed Sabonis on Monday. He gets his extension. Um, so that that's huge in itself. But, I mean, other key players, other guys who are going to have to step up, Miles Turner, He's got to be there offensively once they get to the playoffs. Uh, we Miles Turner, he's he runs the floor well. He plays great defense. He's going to be first team all defense one day, um, and he's going to win a defensive player of the year award or a couple even before his career's up. But Miles has to lead. He has to get better on offense. He's not. He doesn't have to average twenty a game. When I say that, he doesn't have to average twenty a game. But if he can get his scoring up to around fifteen to seventeen points a game with what he's given you on defense and his ability to stay on the court. Um, I mean, that makes a difference on this team. They have Victor Oladipo. He's going to be back. He's going to be healthy whenever he, he, he gets back into the lineup. Um, the Holiday brothers are going to be key. I already talked about Aaron. Excuse me, what Justin can provide for your team off the bench. Um, I mean, he can give you a boost. He's now a veteran. He's been around the league a couple of years. He's been in the Golden State. He's been in Memphis, I mean, he's he's been a, he's bounced around a little bit, so he, he's experienced. He's traveled. He was in Chicago. Um, he's gotten better with his outside shooting. Um, so, I mean, it's not just a we've got two Holiday brothers on our team. We've we've got two Holiday brothers who can contribute greatly to this team. 
Um, and then that's what I want to see out of both of them. Brogdon, of course, he's, he's the man. He's the point guard. He's going he's gonna to get a whole lot on his plate, especially until Victor gets back. Um, so what can he, what can he do? Um, and then Sabonis just has to keep getting better. He's going to be in the starting lineup eventually if, if it doesn't start, you know, from, from game one this year. Over the course of the season, he will be inserted into the starting lineup. And then he has to play up to his potential. Uh, he played very solid off the bench last year. He was very solid in the playoffs against Boston, one of their, one of their bright spots against Boston. Um, I mean, because, I mean, they, they did a lot well in the beginning, and they just, they just couldn't close that series. They, they, blow, they blew 20-point leads in that series um, multiple times against Boston, and they just have to finish now. Sabonis so has to step up now that he's going to be in that starting lineup. Um, he's got to play better. Um, he's got to elevate his game because now you're running the court with the ones instead of the twos. Um, now you're on the court full time with the ones. And in the Eastern Conference, of course, you got guys in front of you like Ibaka. You've got the Embiid's and the Horfords of the world, and you've got the Giannis's and the Brook Lopez's and the Robin Lopez's now of the world. And even behind them in, in the Heat, you've got the Bam Adebayo's, the, My- the Myers Leonard's. Um, you've got the Grant Williams, who will probably be a huge, make a huge impact on the Celtics and his canners. When you're thinking about teams, you're going to have to go up the Vuceviches, uh, you know, over in Orlando, guys like that. Now who you're going up against in the, in the starting five, you're going to have to elevate your play because these guys are all-stars and not only are they all-stars, but they get 20 a night and they get their boards. So can you box them out as well? Um, and then we've got the heat. Celtics and the the Bulls to finish up, plus the interesting teams. But we're about to meet our thirty our thirty minute limit, so we'll take a break and then we'll be, we'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is segment two here. We're finishing up our Eastern Conference Finals predictions. We still got six, seven, and eight to go through, as, as well as um, my. My teams to be on the lookout for who could either be really fun or, or make strong pushes um, to to jump into the playoffs. So we we left off with the Pacers. That's who we finished up with last. That was my five, uh, my pick to finish fifth. And we've got six, seven, and eight to go. So I've got the Miami Heat at six, the Boston Celtics at seven, and the Chicago Bulls at eight. And I've got the Heat at six. Um, they finished tenth last last season in the East. Thirty nine wins, forty three losses. Jimmy Butler, the big addition here um, in the trade with Miami and everything that went down with that. Uh, they also get Myers Leonard and they get Tyler Hero in the draft. I think those are their they I think those are their their three biggest acquisitions. Um, especially Tyler Hero after watching what he was able to do in the preseason, it's it's very apparent it's very apparent that he's going to be a huge key for them this season off the bench. Uh, he's going to be very much like what Devin Booker was uh, when he first got into the league. Devin Booker, his first season in the league, that Phoenix team, I believe, just missed the playoffs, and, and Devin Booker was was key off the bench in that. Uh, th- that's what Tyler Harris is going to be able to provide for this Heat team, but I think this Heat team is going to make the playoffs. Excuse me, they're in a much they're in a much easier Eastern Conference um, than than what Book came into the situation that he came into with in Phoenix and in the Western Conference and what it was then, uh, because that Phoenix team actually finished with forty eight wins. And they they just they didn't make the playoffs, um, but I, I think Tyler Harrow here is gonna is gonna be huge for them. Um, they lose Whiteside, obviously Whiteside goes to Portland in the trade. Wade retires, and Richardson goes to Philadelphia in the trade. 
so with that being said, Jimmy Butler is going to be huge for them. Goran Dragic, if he can be healthy in return, um, he missed uh, he missed a, a great portion of the season last year down the stretch, especially when Miami was still in the hunt to make the playoffs. He was not around. He was hurt. Uh, Bam Adebayo, can he continue to, to improve? He's going to be up there with Myers, or not Myers, with Miles Turner in terms of defensive player of the year. Um, and especially towards the top of, you know, one of the top defenders in the East. I mean, he's got crazy bounce. He can get up, but he also plays excellent offense. Um, he's shown that he can expand his game to the three-point line, so he can shoot the ball from outside. Uh, but he runs the floor well. He's, I mean, he's he's getting he's a very cerebral player. He's getting better, and he knows what he can do, and he knows what he's getting better at, and he's showing that. Uh, his, I mean, really, his potential. I don't. He's not. I don't even know if he scratched the surface of what he could potentially be. So um, this Heat team is gonna. They just gotta get in, and once they get in, they can make it really tough for a three seed like the Nets. Um, they could really upset a team like the Nets in the first round if they get in, especially with guys like Jimmy Butler. They're hard nosed. Uh, he's they're cracking. Myers Leonard is hard nosed. Myers Leonard can shoot the ball from outside. He showed that in Portland. He's tall. He's he's around seven feet, close enough to it. Um, and he runs the floor well. So that's going to be, what is Justice Winslow going to do? He's going to be a key player for them. What position is he sort of going to play? Is he going to play more of the point guard role um, that he played at times last year? Is he, he's, he can distribute the ball. He runs, he can push the offense. He can push the ball down the floor. Um, his outside game hasn't developed yet. And, and that's maybe a very important part for him that, that's yet to develop. Um, but, I mean, as far as a floor general goes, he knows his offense. Um, he can he can lead this team. He can be the point guard that they need, especially if Dragic is, is out. If he ever goes down with injury, if he ever gets hurt or anything like that, uh, Winslow would be my key to pick to step up and, and really lead this team in a, in a in a good direction. And then after that, you've got the Celtics. Um, I've got them at seven. They lose Kyrie. I mean, just before I get to who they added, they lose Kyrie, they lose Baines, they lose Horford, they lose Marcus Morris, they lose Terry Rozier. Uh, all those guys are gone. Uh, you know, in free agency, they all sign with other teams. Um, they they bring in Ennis Canner. They they draft Grant Williams out of Tennessee. They draft Carson Edwards out of Purdue, and they take you know Taco Fall is signed, you know out of UCF. And, and Taco Fall on the two way contract, so he's eligible to be up for forty five days. Um, I just don't know if this. I don't know if it's going to be enough. Obviously, they get Kemba. I mean, as well, Kemba Walker. I mean, they get Kemba. They sign him. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be enough, honestly. I mean, really, I don't know how good this Celtics team is going to be because they're, I mean, while they sign these guys and they're, and they're going to be huge additions, their key players are going to be Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown, number one, just off the top. Two of their hugest players uh, who are going to have to really be there this year are those two guys. Yeah, it's Kimba's going to have to show, he's going to have to prove he's worth the contract. He's going to have to prove that he's just not good in a bad, on a bad team. Uh, Hayward's going to have to prove that he, now that he's healthy, like can he return to form or similar to it? Um, but Tatum and Brown are the two are the two key guys. Jason Tatum did not have a great year last year. That's just he did not have a great year. Um, he 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 regressed from his rookie season. As I mean, of course, and, and guys talk about the sophomore slump all the time. Uh, but Tatum did not shoot the ball well, like he did his rookie his rookie year from the floor. He didn't shoot it well from three. He didn't he didn't shoot it well from the free throw line. So. Um, his game really has to step up again. Uh, Jalen Brown's got to step up. He he got the deal that he wanted or close to what he wanted. He signed, I mean, he signs an extension. 
for what four years, five years, and 110 million. Uh, literally a couple days, a couple days ago on Sunday or Monday. Um, so he's got to prove it. Is he worth it? He's got to prove that he's worth it. He's never been the offensive player. I mean, really, uh, consistently to prove that he's worth $110 million. Um, so now he has to show it. He has to prove it. Um, he's on the other side of the, he's on the other side of the, um, of the, of the Pascal Siakam deal. Pascal, we saw him progressively get better and better and better. And then the playoffs, he got better and better and better. And really, Jalen Brown was the best player on this Celtics team in the playoffs last year. Um, and so in that in that respect, in that regard, um, he does deserve a little bit of credit for that. Uh, but it, certainly, Pascal Siakam, when you, when you look at those two and those two contracts that they, that they both got, um, Pascal definitely... I think he'll he'll probably end up when you talk about maximized value for what you get, Pascal will definitely be that. Um he'll be way more worth the 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 contract that he signed than this Jalen Brown deal will. Unless Jalen Brown makes a huge leap offensively consistently. That's the big that's the key, consistently. Um, because his rookie year, he wasn't great offensively. Then his sophomore year, he was wonderful. Uh last year, not great. So what is he gonna do this year? Um, Tatum has to step up offensively. Tatum's got to step up defensively as well. Uh, if these guys want to, if these Celtics, if this Celtics team wants to be successful, they've got to be there defensively. The last couple of years in the playoffs, they just they haven't been great defensively. Um, to put it frankly, obviously, of course, a couple of years ago they have this. They, I mean, they they're up, they're up, back to back games, three two, and and then when the series is tied on on the on the Cavs. They're up big by halftime and in the second half, and they, they let those leads slip. Um, defense has been their, their huge undoing. And then last year in the playoffs, what they played four or five in the first round, so they, they got Indiana. I mean, they were down by 20 points a couple games several times in that series, and, and they rebound to, to win it. But you know, after that, they went on and they played – um, they went on and they played Phil, uh, Philadelphia and Philadelphia just straight up ran through them or no, they played actually, no, they didn't. They played Milwaukee and Milwaukee just, I mean, Milwaukee just like put them in a blender. So, um, yeah, I just, the Celtics team is, is interesting uh, for sure. Uh, they, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. They didn't play Milwaukee. They played, um, they played. They played Toronto, and Toronto absolutely. Toronto absolutely smacked them, um, and so it wasn't. It wasn't close. It was never a series. Kyrie played terribly that series. No, really, no one played well that series. Um, it's a miracle that they won a game. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I mean, Toronto literally beat the brakes off of them, um, and so defense has to be this team's. I mean, they they got to show up defensively if they want to do anything in the playoffs. Um, and then eight, you got the Bulls. This is my fun pick, right? I, I like a lot of players on the on this Bulls team. Uh, they finished thirteenth last year. They had twenty two wins and they had sixty losses. But I love I love the players on this Bulls team. I think they're going to be healthy enough, and they're going to have enough. Um, they're going to have enough energy from their young guys to really make a push. They've got Zach Levine. They've got Laurie Markkinen. They've got Kobe White, who they drafted. They've got Tomas Sadoransky, who they added in free agency. Chris Dunn is still on the team. Wendell Carter. 
Jr., who looks like he's going to be an absolute uh, force at the center position, the 4-5 position. Um, I mean, Chandler Hutchinson's going to be back for a full year. Denzel Valentine's going to be around this year. I mean, this Bulls team is going to be so much fun to watch, in my opinion. They add Thaddeus Young, obviously, in free agency. That was another one of their key ads. Um, I just I, I, I just love this. I love this Bulls team. I love them. Laurie Markkinen should be healthy this year. Markkinen missed a considerable amount of time last year. Zach Levine made it. I mean, Zach, he's gotten better every single year, obviously, since his ace. And he was having a heck of a year when he tore his ACL in Minnesota. They trade him over to Chicago. He's recovering and he's getting better and he's running back into form. And I think he's ready. I think Zach is ready. He's offensively proven. He's expanded his game. He's not just a guy who slashes and gets to the rim. He can shoot the ball from outside. He can shoot the ball from the mid-range. I mean, Laurie, I mean, Laurie can play. He can bang down low. He can shoot from outside. He plays great defense. Kobe White had a wonderful summer league and had a wonderful preseason for these guys. Um, out of out of North Carolina, so I mean, what the I mean, what these Otto Porter is going to be important. I mean, he's one of the older guys. Put air quotes around older because he really ain't that old. Um, Thaddeus Young said he wanted to come to a team and help them build something, and that's really why he left Indiana. And now he's on this team in Chicago, and I think the Chicago team can make some noise and get into the playoffs. Um, I don't know. They won't obviously if they meet up with the Bucks, they won't advance. But shoot, just watching them get that far is going to be exciting. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a super strong race between those guys, the Bulls, and teams like the Pistons and the Magic, the Magic and the Pistons, who both made the playoffs last year. Obviously, you know what the Magic have. Busevich signs the max deal to San Orlando. Um, and then the Pistons are kind of like in that weird range. Are they going to blow it up, or are they going to stand pat and really make a push? They get Derrick Rose um, in free agency. They sign him. Uh, they, they've got Blake Griffin um, and his contract and everything that goes along with that. Stanley Johnson's gone, but they have Reggie Jackson still. Luke Kennard, uh, you know, like just what is this What is this Pistons team going to be? Um, and, and where are they going to be midseason? Um, and that's really what I'm looking for them. And this Magic team last year, were they for real or were they not? Or, you know, was that just a fluke because of the Eastern Conference, the bottom of the barrel just being not great? Um, but they were proven defensively. I mean, this, this Magic team was tough defensively, and, and they stole a game from the Raptors in, in, the, in the first round. Um, so, I mean, they Jonathan Isaac is, is an amazing young young player that they have. They've got Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, Markel Fultz remains to be seen what, what's going to happen with him and his potential. Uh, but for all intensive purposes – he should be a key player for that Magic team. Obviously, Vucevic, everything is still going to go through him offensively. He was an all-star for the first time last year. He signs the max deal to Stan Orlando. Um, everything is going to go through him, and it's his team. Um, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's fun, and that's cool. Uh, but I think this Bulls team is so exciting. They, they are where the Hawks will be probably next year. I think the Hawks will be one of those teams who will really push and get into the playoffs next year. And one of these teams is going to be toast. It's either going to be the Celtics or it's going to be, um, or it's going to be quite honestly, the Pistons who are toast next year. And then I think the Bulls and the Hawks are both in the playoffs. I think Trey Young is an exciting young player to watch. Um, he gets a little help. They, they draft DeAndre Hunter and they draft Cam Reddish on that team and who I think will be superstars in the future. Um, Reddish already shoots the ball well from outside. Hunter is, I mean, you saw what he was able to do in, in the NCAA tournament last year with Virginia this past year. 
you know, on their way to winning a championship uh, as a, as a forwards. Uh, I mean, this this Hawks John Collins. You talk about it, Kevin Herter. Um, I mean, what's not to love about this Hawks team, really? What I mean, what's not to love about them? They're exciting. They're fun. They're just. I think they're just a year away still. Quite honestly, I think they're still just a year away from being able to burst. You know, burst into the playoffs. That I mean, I think that's the only difference between them and the Bulls is that the Bulls are healthy and they've got guys who are who are veterans. And I mean, air quotes around veterans because these guys are still these guys are still rather young. These guys are still kind of like the Raptors. Um, I mean, the Raptors are, are very are a very young team, but they're experienced. They have that experience of being in the playoffs and everything. This Bulls team, I think, they're just missing that. They're just missing that experience. Um, Otto Porter has a little bit of it coming from where he came from in, in Washington a couple of years ago. Uh, Sadoransky was on that, that Wizards team that, that, that was in the playoffs, and, and I think they provide you know valuable experience. Thaddeus Young comes over. He's got that experience with Indiana just last year. So um, I think this Bulls team is, is what the Hawks would be next year uh, for sure. But the Eastern Conference, um, I mean, really, if you, if, you have a, if you have a pulse, you'll be in the running for the playoffs. Anything can happen, uh, especially for eighth. Like I said, the Bulls team is just my 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 happy pick. I, I choose them because I'm happy and they make me happy. Um, and I love their players. I love their roster. I don't lo- I don't so much love their coach, uh, but whatever. Um, but that's that that's who I've got. That's what that's my East. That's who I have from the Bucks on down to the Bulls and even a couple teams on the outside. So um, that's my Eastern Conference pick. Uh, we'll take one more quick big break, and when we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. Looking ahead to uh, this weekend's games, uh, this week's games. It's only Tuesday. This week's games and and everything like that. So stick around for one more break. All right, welcome. And this is the final segment here. Uh, I think we're around our 45-minute limit that I like to do. Um, We are looking ahead to this week's games. So tonight, Tuesday, October 22nd, we've got the Pelicans and the Raptors. Obviously, no Zion. Zion's out for the next uh, six to eight weeks with his meniscus. Um, just take your time, Zion. No rush, man. I know you want to you want to get on the court as soon as you possibly can, but your health is the most important thing. Uh, take your time. Pelicans still a very a very explosive team without Zion. They still got Lonzo Ball. They got Brandon Ingram. They've got Josh Hart. They've got Derek Favors. You know. Uh, Drew Holiday, the leader of that team, and, and Etwan Moore, and so on and so forth. So they've got a ton of talent going in Toronto tonight. Um, and the Raptors and, and the Raptors really look to defend their title, um, do the best that they can this year. Uh, they've got a lot of young guys. They've got a lot of experienced guys, as I talked about in the last segment uh, or two segments ago. Um, so, I mean, really just this Pelicans team is, I mean, this will be more a very fun game to watch, uh, in, in my opinion, tonight. And no matter who wins, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a defining moment for either of their seasons, but I think it would be very good if the Pelicans won this game just because they they are going to be one of those teams who are going to need wins like this tonight uh, if they want to make the playoffs later on this year and, and learn how to play in, in tough environments like what they will be facing tonight with the Raptors getting their rings and, and their fans being very, you know, riled up after that and, and excited. Um, so this would be a really huge win for the Pelicans if they, if they can get it. And then after that game on TNT, you've got the Lakers and the Clippers. Obviously, Paul George is out into November, uh, but Kawhi will be playing, and that'll be our first taste of Kawhi against LeBron, LA, 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 la. Anthony Davis suits up for the first time as a Laker. Um, this game has no – I mean, this game basically, unless you're just a Clippers or a Lakers fan, doesn't have any bearing on what will be in the end. I still think the Clippers are better than the Lakers. 
um, in the long run. And I think that um, the Lakers will, I mean, but I mean, either way, both teams are still very good. They're still very talented. Um, and then tomorrow on Wednesday, Wednesday, the 23rd, you've got heavy slate of games. You've got Bulls and Charlotte. You've got Detroit and Indiana. You've got Cleveland and Orlando. You've got Minnesota and Brooklyn, Memphis and Miami, Boston and Philadelphia, uh, Washington and Dallas, New York and, and Spurs, Oklahoma City, you know, against Utah, Sacramento and Phoenix. Um, and then you got Denver and Portland. So the only game that matters is the Phoenix game. Um, <laughs> no kidding. But Boston against Philadelphia should be exciting to watch. Um and then Denver-Portland, obviously a rematch of the Western Conference semis on ESPN to wrap up our Wednesday slate of games. So a lot of a lot of really good games on Wednesday. Um, a lot of teams with a lot to show. Minnesota has a lot to show in Brooklyn. Um, Cat, you know, that new offense, you know, what they want to run. It's going to be very huge. It's going to be really big to see. Detroit and Indiana is going to be a good game. Um, I believe, you know, just from a purely just competitive standpoint. Oklahoma City, Utah, it's going to be going to be great to see how Oklahoma City plays without Russ. You know, Chris Paul in there, you know, on that team now, and then Utah, their new team, and what they've got. Um, and that is our Wednesday, and then of course Thursday is going to be. I don't know what the Thursday schedule is. Give me a moment. Um, Thursday, Atlanta. You got the Hawks, Pistons. You got Milwaukee and Houston opening up their seasons and you got Clippers and Golden State. Obviously Clippers and Golden State is going to be huge to watch just because, I mean, you've got Steph and Kawhi and, and all everything that goes along with that. And then Milwaukee and Houston is going to be an extremely fun game to watch. Um, Milwaukee beat Houston in two out of the three meetings last year or, or in both meetings last year. Um, Giannis played in, in incredible against that Houston team. Uh, James Harden was, was really good. Um, obviously he's got Russ in the backcourt with him. So we'll see what that's like. And then Friday, Raptors, Celtics, Minnesota, Charlotte, um, what, Nets and Knicks, uh, Bulls, Grizzlies. And then on ESPN, you've got Dallas and and uh, New Orleans. And you got Washington, Oklahoma City, Phoenix and Denver, Portland and Sacramento, which would be a, a very good game. Um, and then you got Utah and the Lakers. Friday night is a nightcap on ESPN. And then Saturday, Heat, Bucks, Sixers, Pistons, Magic Hawks. Celtics, Knicks, Indiana, and Cleveland, Toronto, and Chicago. That'll be a good game. New Orleans and Houston will be fun to watch. Washington and San Antonio, Sacramento and Utah will be fun to watch. And then you've got Clippers and Suns on NBA TV. So uh, that's it. That's what we got this week. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Finish up strong. Um, we're almost in the middle, middle of the week. A lot of sports to watch. Now, you know, as I mentioned before, not only do we have the NBA season starting, we've got the World Series, hockey, things like that, college football, and NFL. Um, so a wonderful time to be a sports fan. Just enjoy it all. Have a wonderful week. Have a strong week. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week to talk about the first week of the season and, and looking forward to, to the next week. So um, as always, thank you guys so much for your support and, and, and supporting the podcast and everything like that. The the Check the Scoreboard blog will be back probably in about a month. I'll probably give it a month to see what, where things are at in the season and, and everything like that. So around November, I'll probably pick it back up, November, December. Um, but thank you all so much for your support. I'll, as always, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, Jamal Kennedy, J-A-H-M-A-L Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. You can follow me on there. Um, I'll talk a lot of sports and, and things like that. Uh, so, uh, But thank you all so much. Check the school board episode 41. Uh, we're, we're logging out.